I can give it. Word podcast episode sixteen. Go. Is that not a good way to start? No, that's fine. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, we can start over. You want to start over? Uh, no, I'm good. You good? Yeah. Hi, Dylan. Hi. How many times are we going to go over this? What? I say hi, Dylan, and then you say hi, and what does that do? Hi, Mason. There you go. Jesus Christ. I'm not an orator. I'm going to start yawning while I talk. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Mason. Um, what's up, man? Not much. Not much. It's cold as balls. Um, yeah, I can. I like the cold, though. No, I like the cold, too. I just wasn't ready for it. What do you mean you weren't ready for it? Like, I walked outside yesterday morning and, like... You weren't ready for the cold in Jack the month Frost. of November. Jack Frost punched me in the dick. <laughs> he was like, El Nino's gone, my friend. Jack Frost punched me in the dick. Yeah, but you know what's kind of cool about it is that every November it gets cold. It's almost like you could look at a calendar and expect it. Yeah, but it was in the 50s and 60s. Just a few days ago, and now it's 30 degrees outside. Don't provide context that solidifies your argument. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. We are award video games. We make video games. And we've made some progress on some games. We're making some We have video a website games. called ward-games.com um, We're aspiring game developers, and it's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. It's It's... Turkey Tuesday. It's Turkey Tuesday. All right, so let's get let's get into it. Okay. What have you been? What, what's been going on, man? All right. Um, you want you want to hear Arbo updates? Yeah, let's hear some Arbo updates. Okay. Uh, I worked on Arbo. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, so most of the major systems are working. Wait, what is Arbo? Arbo is our dystopian management sim. Uh, resource management sim where you control the amount of resources that go to a couple of dystopian states in a districts non- districts in a nondescript future that's a really good description of it is it no okay <laughs> arbo is a um it's 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 a I think the resource management thing's a good way to describe it, but I don't think anyone's ever going to be excited to play a resource management game. Okay. How about a comedy resource management? Wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. What would be, like, the smoothest way to describe Arbo? Like, Arbo the character or Arbo the game? The game. I think Arbo is... It's... Okay, let's use, let's use a simile or a metaphor. Let's do a metaphor. Like, compare it to another game? No. Like... Arbo is your annoying little brother that gets in the way while you're cleaning the house. And your mom is the dystopian future that's going to come rain hell down upon you. And your mom is big brother. This metaphor's falling apart. And... It's a very ancestral family. Uh, if you don't route enough entertainment to the kitchen... I don't know, it's a terrible... Your, your mother beats you. Oh, well, it got dark. No, it's, it's a battle. It's essentially if you took Clippy... And you made him show up on a dystopian desktop that manages the resources for millions of people. Yeah. And, and he gets in the way. And But he is also the, the source of your information. So how you complete tasks and what you need to be done. And what happens when you succeed or fail at those tasks. Yeah. So he's dystopamon. Dystopamon. Pokemon. He's a Pokemon. He's a Pokemon. He's Pokemon so, number one thousand eight hundred forty-seven. What um? What so? What you now that we've just aptly described what Arbo is, and they had this nice visual picture. 
It's it's like you're on a, a desktop computer managing the the resources against a clock. I don't know. Yeah. This is a lot harder. It was easier to make fun of you for not doing it than me doing it myself. Yeah, well. There's a lesson in there that I'm not going to learn. Okay, so what did you do on Arbo? Most of the systems are pretty much done. What I, It's like I built the first half of each round without filling out the second half. So like what it did a couple weeks ago is that it could, it could tell you what to do, and then a timer would count down. And one of the first things I did is that when the timer hit zero, it would delete all the windows on the screen. So like, okay, you can't do any more management. And then mm-hmm. it would show this like loading bar saying, okay, we're, we're considering what you did. And then it does all these comparisons in the back end. And this is the new stuff I built. It does all these comparisons in the back end to see um, whether or not you succeeded or failed at those. And then what it has to do is it has to, Arbo has to come back with a bunch of windows saying for each task that was assigned, whether or not. You did it right. Yeah, and it has a bunch of flavor text for that. So the next thing it has to do is it has to reward you or punish you whether or not you did that. So there's that unrest resource yeah, that increases if you fail on providing something enough resources. And so I have to increase that in the back end and do all that stuff. And then I also started... And then I had to chain all the rounds together, so it has to know to increment the round and... Do all that so that's what's doing now it's that it can start around and assign you the tasks it'll give you a certain amount of time you can do the tasks it'll delete all the windows and then it'll process whether or not you've succeeded or failed and then tell you that and they'll start a new round i think it's what it can do right now so now it needs to do things like oh see if this district is no longer uh, viable like and stuff check, like that yeah yeah so and that that shouldn't be too hard but then hmm. I have to make some sort of visual language to say that you can't interact with this district anymore. So either gray the entire gray thing out. out, probably. Yeah. That seems to be like the most natural. It's something that was interactable or could be interactive. It's not interactive right now. Mm-hmm. The problem is that we use the gray out feature to also communicate like, oh, this resource isn't filled. So you click on that one to fill it. Yeah. So I can like black them out or I don't know, put some text right there. So you can't put that there. Or just a big red X over it. Yeah. And a big, kind of like jagged, low resolution X that's right on top of it. Uh huh. And then when it happens, it, it, it kind of goes poof and then smoke comes off of it. So you really know. Uh huh. Kind of like, uh, like a foreclosure stamp. Like, like that. Can we do that? We try to do that. No, you're supposed to say no. It's a stupid idea. No, it's a stupid idea. Thank you. Okay. We, need to vet, we need to vet the ideas before we execute on them. Cool. So Arbo's coming along. Yeah. And then the other thing I did because I needed to do this was, so he also has this feature where he'll pop up just annoying windows. Mm -hmm. But we agreed when we planned it out is that the pop-up windows need to go over whatever you're doing, the mouse cursor. Mm -hmm. So like he'll try to click on something and and, and it doesn't trigger on a click. Like it doesn't know like, oh, this is an important thing you need to do. So I'm going to spawn a window. It just, there's a timer. Mm-hmm. I have the timer randomly set to between either three seconds or like a hundred seconds, and it'll spawn a window immediately where your mouse cursor is. And the most annoying part was getting it to spawn at where the mouse cursor is, and not like right next to the mouse cursor or like over uh, on the other screen. What did you do? Like ne- I don't even know how. Like what did you like negative so, coordinates it to get it on the mouse? So there are like three different. There's like three or four different like coordinate planes that the game recognizes so that any unity game recognizes there's the world coordinates 
which can be 3D or 2D. Mm -hmm. There's the UI, there's the screen coordinates, um, which start, I think, in the upper left-hand corner is 0, 0. I mean, it's the yeah, lower. Yeah, top left. Top left. I mean, if it's, if, it's like, if it's like anything else for drawing on a screen. Then it's probably that. I think it's upper left. And then there's the UI coordinates, where 0, 0 is the exact center of whatever monitor you have. So it'd be screen width divided by 2, screen height divided by 2 mm -hmm. is the center of the screen. And then, and then the UI stuff, they have like local positions, but they also have anchor points and they also, and they have all this different stuff. So I had to do this weird thing where it was like, okay, take the anchor point and multiply it by, I don't know, the, the, the relative screen size of the canvas and then subtract the screen height divided by five. And that got me the relative position of where the, the mouse was. I want to look into the Unity UI stuff. I think I could probably figure it out. Not that, not that, you know. But if it's if it's what you're saying, it sounds like you're you're drawing over an element, right? It's yeah. Not... But it's like, but like it can also recognize the world. So there's well, it it has to right. So there's like a there's a method called like squirrel uh, screen to world point squirrel squirrel <laughs> screen to world point. Mm -hmm. So you can pass it at a world coordinate and it'll translate it into where it would be on the screen. Well, that's the only way it would have to work because you have to pass stuff up. But it would, but it moves upwards, right? And I guess it, it doesn't. It wouldn't move back down. No, it can. And so you can go the other way. So you can give it a screen point, and it will give you a world position. Mm. I, wonder so what, I wonder what you would do that for. So when you have like a, say, you had a cube that was in the distance, you could click on it, and then it could hover a UI element over that relative. Oh, I see. I see. I see. But wouldn't that be passing the cube up and then hovering the UI element over top of it? Yeah, but then you can go back. So like, say you. There was a button that said like spawn. Oh, oh, object. and you could say like delete or just yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Hmm. But I wonder if we can make a better because if I figured that UI stuff out too, I don't know if I could. But also, like you can can put scale form into there. Yeah, and that's just that's just slash or action script, which is from what I understand. Yeah, which we could do that too. But I was gonna think of ways that we could, you know, because it doesn't seem I don't know. I want to get into that stuff anyways, but we could try that for the next thing. I mean, Arbo taught me enough of the new, the Unity 5 UI stuff just to be dangerous, so I can... That's what I mean, if you walk me through what you did, and then that could take that off you for the next thing. Yeah. And then we could handle that, because it might just split up the, the devev. The devev. Devev. Squirrel. Squirrel. That's cool, though. Yeah. What else is going on? Sans Arbo. Mm. Peaks on the website. Peaks on the website. Play Peak. That's fun. It runs really fast. Vroom. And you can't pause it and cheat it anymore, so I can't play it anymore. Ah. Uh, I pitched Ward to my finance class last night. Oh, really? To, I know that was last night. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't pitch it to the class, so um, I'm in entrepreneurial finance, and I had we have this project. Day after we get back from Thanksgiving break, um, this presentation. It's not a big deal, and it's it's kind of open ended. But it's basically what he's doing. I love this class because this class is once a week, Monday nights, and we have only met like half the time hmm. out of the semester. Like we only meet every other week because he is an investment banker and he's constantly traveling for work. Mm -hmm. So he's just like, oh, we're not having class. Cause... I like that he's got a job job though. Yeah, in banking too. So he's like, no, <laughs> no, no one's gonna pay for that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So like, you're a good professor. Oh yeah. That's awesome. But because he's just like, okay, we're gonna sit. I'm gonna sit down. Mm -hmm. We have a textbook. I'm just going to go through 
each page of this textbook and tell you what you need to know and then provide my own information from my experience and then that's a class and so there's no there's no frills that kind of get in the way well and that's why i like uh the adjuncts that i had that worked you know either as creative directors and stuff because it seems like they're giving you like i mean would they the, the common feedback you get is like would you pay for this right you know what i mean and I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. And so a lot of people were like just asking him a lot of questions because we were talking about we covered like three chapters last night and we talked about debt capital, capital, equity capital, and I think we talked some more about valuation. But people were just kind of like asking about questions because Square's IPO just came out and they're asking about Square's IPO and why it was so low or low compared to what they expected. And yeah, I wonder why. Well, his rationale was just like, what's well, the IPO market? Some Does it actually matter? No. Well, I mean, because it wasn't Facebook, like, yeah. everyone said that Facebook was, like, super, 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 like, undervalued or overvalued. It was overvalued. Yeah, it was super overvalued. And then Facebook still is sustained just fine. Yeah, because, like, I mean, the, I, I think the IPO market is mostly about the short term. It's like, how many people can get on board immediately and how can we raise the stock price up? Because your original investors who, you know, your venture capitalists who bought into your company right, way back they when. They want, they need this to pay off. This is their end goal. This is one of their end goal. It's either get an IPO, sell the company to a bigger company, mm-hmm. or sell their investment to another investment firm. Is like and their show, but show they're tracking yeah. in a way that you know it's, it's. But also Zuckerberg played like a big part into Facebook's IPO because he was like being very pushy about it. He's like, no, this is this is what it has to be. This is what it has to be. And so when it kind of fell out, kind of pulled the rug underneath him. And he seemed to be doing just fine. Yeah. I feel like that the movie came out right either after, but like the movie like rode that marketing wave too. Really? I feel like the IPO came like two years later. I don't, I don't know when they... Mm, 2012? Yeah, when the movie came out. Like 2010, 2011. Mm, maybe it was 2010. Yeah, I think it was 2010. Yeah, 2010. Weird. Alright, well, then they're just the same brain part the, so anyways you pitch it to your teacher so yeah so so we're doing this project where we have to pitch a business and um bitch of business bitch of business so he's giving everyone in the class five hundred thousand dollars to basically invest and well, then, that's really generous of him <laughs> and uh everyone pitches and then you basically dole out your money and so, and so the only caveat, I think, is that you can't give yourself more than 10% of what you have. Okay. So you can't give yourself more than $50,000. And you have to, I think you, you're basically pitching your business and then giving some pro forma finances, some, some predictions, and then uh, asking for a certain amount of money. And so this is how he's grading it. It's the final, and this is worth, worth a third of our grade. Mm-hmm. So 25% of the project grade is just his own, like, Reaction I mean, rubric, super awesome, and then seventy five percent is how much money you get. Wow, yeah, he's gonna be generous. Though. Oh, he's not, he's not gonna, not he's not gonna like fuck you over. No, I don't think he will. He's a nice guy, but so he that's wanted... really cool. I like that though. I feel like it, it's like he's like trying to like teach you even through your grading rubric that all the you know all that ultimately matters is what you get out of it. You know, yeah, it's your venture. Yeah, this is one of the classes. This is one of my favorite classes this semester. What's your favorite class you've ever taken? It's either going to be my entrepreneurship capstone or one of my creative writing classes. What's your favorite creative writing class? 
I mean, I really liked Art of the Narrative, but I think I might like screenwriting more. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I know where you stand. Screen, just screenplay writing sounds like a really good. I, I I just really like the the lessons that you've passed on just to me from that class have been like even like those little like nuggets have like made me rethink of like how I'm trying to present, you know. But he's just he's much more down to earth than some of my other <laughs> creative writing professors are. What? Well, just because like you know, novel- he doesn't do this a lot. <laughs> Well, that's that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just kidding. I know. Yeah, because I feel like I can relate to him more. Mm-hmm. Because novelists, no, novelists can be so weird. Yeah, like they don't understand television or you know popular culture or anything. So you, you don't really have a lot of things to relate to. No, it's a, it's a it's a weird it's a very insular medium too. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of because it's so subjective. I think. More subjective than television because you get to pick what it looks like, you get to pick who says it. But in a book, it's you have to rely on the words on the page, and that's it. Right. And there's something super attractive about that, but also super. Uh, it's a very egotistical. Yeah, it's a one career. Sure. I mean, is that? I mean, egotistical maybe. But there is like know. there is. But then again, I think of all of my professors that were novelists, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, talked a lot about judo, or whatever <laughs> the fuck it was. Who cares about judo? My summer career writing professor, we one woman wrote a fantasy story, mm-hmm. and there were some original aspects to it, but like we couldn't make any reference to Lord of the Rings because my professor never read Lord of the Rings. Oh, so you had no context or, for it? Yeah, or like, I don't know if you read any C.S. Lewis novels. I don't know. I mean, C.S. Lewis would probably be more... The Lion, his, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Yeah. yeah, I read all those. No, I'm talking about my professor. Oh. But like, C.S. Lewis is like a lot more consumable than... Lord of the Rings, I feel. I can hear that. Yeah. I like I like those books though. Wendy loves them. Wendy loves. Did Wendy, or did, have you read A Wrinkle in Time? I love A Wrinkle in Time. A Wrinkle in Time. Was Wendy cool. hasn't read it, really? but she owns it. I was like, you need to read this before you like. I think A Wrinkle. In, that was like one of the first books that my mom read me, and I didn't. I couldn't. I was so young that I didn't have any context for what it was about because it is. It's pretty weird. Like yeah. it's tackling like time and like bigger concepts that yeah. a six-year-old Mason can tackle. Yeah, and there's like the medium. The psychic. Should we Golden Compass? So Wendy loves his dark materials. I've read. I read them out of order. Okay, read <laughs> That's them. a weird sentence. <laughs> Sorry. That's I'm all right. Five um, years old. Uh, she, because I read like the first like ten pages of Amber Spyglass. And why did you start with that one? Because I didn't know that there was an order. Because um, my mom bought it for me. She's like, I talked to the guy at the bookstore. He's like, so you're like, why is the A and the E next to each other like that? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but I never got past the first like ten pages, and they were making reference to Mrs. Coulter or whatever that yep. character's name is. I need to read those again. I think I might, I might read those again over over Christmas break. But I have read the Golden Compass like a couple times. I really like that, but I never got through the Subtle Knife. The Golden that's I think the first, the that one's the best one, and I think that the other ones rely too much on the arc in the first one. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think there's good and bad points to that. You know. I think what's really cool about Harry Potter is that the stories throughout those seven books are super reliant on what happened before, but also like they have their own self-contained shorter stories within them. Yeah. And I think that's really important, you know, if you're thinking of like doing a sequel or a follow-up, like I really like anthology series for that exact reason too. I like short contained start to finish stories, which is why I kind of got burnt out by Breaking Bad. 
Oh, because it got too reliant on the the overarching yeah, narrative. Yeah, it, it, it was so, and I think it's good. I think it's really cool. I think it makes it really like tighten it, and and it was so well done. I just think that like me personally, like the way I consume media is so like boom, boom, like it's so rapid that like I just once I once I feel like I understand what it's doing, I kind of walk away, which is not a good practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like why I don't finish games. Um, I finish books. Books I have a, I think because books are more of a personal investment when you start one. Like, I feel like I have to finish it. Like, I can see it. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. But yeah, yeah. Golden Compass is cool. Yeah. And your career pressure. So, oh, yeah, the the, the, the the narrative. You're talking about someone in your class that had no frame of reference for the Lord of the Rings fan. It was my professor. It didn't. Oh, really? So, it's like we couldn't, you know, like, there's reference to runes and dragons and all this stuff in there. It's like, well, I mean, like, I have a concept of what that means because mm-hmm. I've been inundated by fantasy stories and like different take you know the aragon books or whatever so was your professor arguing you can't rely on on that no it was just it was just the simple fact that like oh this is what this is supposed to represent like mm-hmm. a rune is either a piece of script or it is a magical object that is imbued with some powers because of the rune right but like we had to like step them through a lot of that stuff we couldn't just all come from this basic place of knowledge and just run yeah. with it sounds like a nerdy fucking story I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's cool. Fantasy, I'm never, are you a big fantasy guy? You like fantasy, right? I am... I'm much more willing to accept fantasy. Like, I... Over what? Like, over, like, sci-fi. Because, like, I feel like sci-fi uses a lot of the same basic tropes. I think it does. I think, um, they're, rooted, I think they're, they're coming from the same, like, part of the, the nerd brain. Yeah. But, like, fantasy does too, but, like, I am a lot more lenient with it. Like, you know, I like the Dragon Age universe and, like, the Elder Scrolls universe and all that stuff. But I, like, get really deep into that much more than, like... Mass Effect? But I love Mass Effect. I would say I love Mass Effect. It's not that I don't like Mass Effect, but, like... And I think they've crafted, like, a, a logical universe. Like, oh, the... Dude, they just made Star Trek again. Like, they just made... It's just what it is. They all right, it. but it's not, like... A darker Star Trek. It's not, like, 60s... Star Trek. It's like next generation, but like maybe a little bit more thought. It's like it's like if next generation didn't have the baggage of the original series tied to it. There's no baggage there. I love Star Trek. Okay, I just like like all the species that exist. They exist for logical reasons. Like what are the big like Hulking? Oh, core because the gravity in their planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, Dude, I love man the Mass Effect Codex. I literally think I listened in the first game. And I was so bummed that they didn't do it in the second game. Yeah, the fact that they recorded dialogue for it. I listened to every single one. Yeah. And if they had that feature in a, a new Mass Effect that was open world and you could play it while you were exploring. It's like a Pokedex? No, it's like a, it's like a podcast. Like I would love that because okay. I always listen to podcasts when I play open world games. Because mm-hmm. I just want something kind of in the background. Or Destiny, I listen to podcasts a lot. And... um. You know, or audiobooks. I listen to audiobooks a lot too, and it it was just I really liked that guy's delivery of it, and I really liked the whole. Um, that was really cool. That's why I really like the holotapes in Fallout, because he just pops it in. It's like, okay, what's going on in this little part of the? Yeah, but navigating to the fucking holotape. It's not great. Up, I was in an airplane, and I picked this thing up, the recording, and I don't know what the fuck the recording was, and I can't find it in my inventory. It's in miscellaneous. No, no, I know where it is. But I have like 80 million Oh, you don't things. remember what it was called? I don't know what it was called. And everyone's got, they're all st- like named characters that I have no context for. So it's like St. Sergeant Valley's holotape. And I'm like, who 
what is it? So then I put it in and I'm listening. I'm like, oh, I've heard this one. Like, I pull it. So it's just like the fucking, the, the hero of the wasteland is over there like beating the shit out of his tape deck and can't find what he's listening to. And You're then, just ripping one out and the tape's caught in the... Valentine's just sitting shaking his head and it's just in the corner. It says, Valentine is a bruise. Valentine is a bruise. Because I'm over here swearing and just killing everyone. Uh, it's pissing me off. But going back to like the fantasy stuff, like, no, I, li- I really like Mass, Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm just so much more willing to accept whatever nonsense a fantasy game gives me until it goes to the point it's like it's making up a new term for everything what you don't like money terms money terms like fake money like what do you mean by term like like fake swear words no like fake swear words fake name it's a treeling it's like no it's just a halfling or a hobbit just use the term that already exists don't make up your own oh i kind of like i mean i think if you're gonna make new i don't know because elcor is a new one yeah but but Elcor as a concept is new. Oh, so you're saying like if you're using tropes, stay in the tropes? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if it was that one. That one's, that's interesting. But like I also, I make this argument all the time that like if you want to write something fantasy, like emulate a different culture that's not northern European culture. No, that's why I like what Guild Wars did. Because Guild Wars has... Um, it has a lot of Asian influences, right? Well, well, every expansion was inspired by a different... So the original Guild Wars was that, that European kind of fantasy, which I mean it was very... You know, but there were still a lot of Asian influences. Like they all wore like the long tunics with the very bright colors, and well, and so well. The really cool thing is that in um, what was it? One of them was super inspired by Africa, and that one was cool because mm-hmm. the class was like the dervish, and like so like the whirling dervishes. You know, it was just it was just super cool. And I think the art style in Guild Wars is always really cool. I think Elder Scrolls does a really good job of that too. Yeah, well, I think that's why Skyrim was so cool compared to Oblivion, just because Skyrim felt like this other region yeah oblivion was real your kind of run-of-the-mill fantasy setting but i think that's why it was i think that's why it starts with a, a potent chord because i think that that is the you know what i mean i think you have to have an oblivion before you go to skyrim or you have to but morrowind was so weird too like morrowind was like weird so what was it it was it was arena then what was that western daggerfall daggerfall mm-hmm. and then morrowind, morrowind. oblivion was the fact that they called it Oblivion and not what the region's called? Cyrodiil? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to have? Elder Scrolls Six elsewhere? Yeah, they're going to be... What's, what's the Swampland called where the Argonians are from? It's going to be... I don't, I don't know. know. I need to go back to Skyrim because I never played any of the expansion stuff for it. The Dawn Guard's really cool. I didn't play the Dragonborn Dawn one. Guard. That's the vampire one. Isn't Dawn Guard from Oblivion? Well, it's a it's an order that exists. Oh, because I remember I had the armor in yeah. Oblivion. Because Dawn the Dawn Guard like stopped existing. What was the other expansion? Wasn't there a big one? There like was the, the dragon one. Yeah, Dra- dragon. Hearts, no, or... Dragonborn. Dragonborn. It was just called Dragonborn. Another one where you can ride dragons. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because you fight, dude. I can't imagine what the Fallout ones are gonna be. I don't know. They're gonna take you to different regions. I'm I'm sure. Well, they have to because Boston's like this big. They're going to Maine. Oh boy! They're going to Nova Scotia. They they need to go to um, God, what's the the harbor town? The Point Lookout? No, 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 not in Fall Universe. Like oh. a, a Boston area, super famous. Fuck. A harbor? Not a harbor. Maybe it's like a, a a beach town. What's the beach town in Boston? Oh, um, Cape. Um, Cape Cod. Cape Cod. Cape Cod would be cool. That would be cool. That I would be like, really like cool. Like a cottage and like like the cottages and maybe like a, a pier area, like a, a boardwalk style kind of thing. I I could get into that. That'd be cool. 
They had it in Fallout 3, I think. When you went to Point Lockout, there was that, like, was carnival it? area. Do you oh, remember really? that? I never played po- Point Lockout. Oh, dude, Point Lookout rocked. I, I actually never played any of the Fallout 3 expansions. Oh, I played all of them. I never, I've only played, I don't know if I've ever played the New Vegas ones. I think I did. Well, you've obviously played New World, Old World Blues. Yeah. Okay, I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But I played all the Fallout 3 ones, and I loved them. Always wanted to play. Yeah, they all seem cool. Like Operation Anchorage seemed cool. So, I really liked Operation Anchorage because it made you strip. It took all your stuff away. And I like those. I think I think the major complaint about that one is that it tried to be a first-person shooter when mm-hmm. Fallout 3 could not be a first-person shooter on its own. But you got silenced weapons, which was the first time that that existed in Fallout. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. Because before, I used the shotgun everywhere. Did you use a combat shotgun? Mm-hmm. That's like the semi-auto. Mm-hmm. That was the only one that, I guess it was... There's so many more guns in Fallout 4. It's awesome. Yeah, I got an auto shotgun. But in I, Fallout 4? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think you can take a regular shotgun and modify it so it has an automatic receiver. Mm, I love, I love, I love the crafting. Like, yeah. it's just fucking me up. But what's up about Fallout a minute? What's... So, my project for yeah, yeah. for finance. I wasn't trying to talk away from it. No, I know. I, we, we were talking about other things. Sometimes you just gotta talk about the golden compass. <laughs> Is it compass or compass? Compass. Is that my saying it weird? Golden I feel like, like as it's coming out of me, I'm like, that's not that's not how you say that. Golden compass. It's like saying your own name backwards. No Sam. <laughs> no Sam, go back. Okay. You seen right. you seen the thing where they replaced Sam with the polar bear? No. You've never seen that? Oh, it's no. hilarious. Was it him saying go back and then a polar bear being like Yeah, no, it's a polar bear, he's trying to walk out into the water and then he goes, Sam, no, and then the polar bear's like underwater and like struggling. Yeah. I always think of that CG graphic and uh, the inconvenient truth of the bear on the ice just floating. Uh-huh. And it's like, <laughs> someone had to make that. Like, And it's because Al Gore was like, we need a bear. <laughs> At this point, we'll be illustrated. That's a terrible Al Gore. Where do you think he's from? Mm, the United States. South. Goracopia. Goracopia. All right, so your project... Yeah, so I'm basically, so I did a lot of research for finances for game development stuff way back when, like mm-hmm. a year ago. Mm-hmm. So it won't be too difficult to repurpose that. I just finally get to present it in front of people and then hear what they have to say. Yeah. And see how much fake money I can get. Well, it's going to be tricky because I think, I think selling game development is so hard. My, uh, my friends that I know in that class, because everyone in that class is an entrepreneurship major, except mm-hmm. for like one guy, mm-hmm. and he's a marketing major. My buddies are working on an app that they've named Torpedo, which is basically it like crawls social media to see if you say anything, have said anything that could be taken offensive by employers. Which like there are there are agencies and services out there for it, but they wanted to create like some sort of automated system for that. And now, so when they say they're making this, do they come up with the concept and then they find people to build it, or can they? Well, they're like they're like taking online courses on like mm-hmm. you know. Swift and Objective C and other Xcode development, and then also web dev. Like they have a landing page that one of them built, learning how to do HTML. That's cool. So he's like, "Yeah, I just built this landing page just just to see like." Then you can put in your email address, and it'll connect to a Mailchimp account that they have. And he said, "It's really easy to bootstrap that stuff." Yeah, he's like, "I just want to see how much interest we can drum up." And just cool. take it from there. Yeah, need a good video. Yeah, goes a long way. That's exciting. What else, Dylan? That's it for me in terms of life stuff. Mm. Any life stuff going on? What are you doing for Thanksgiving? 
going to my house. You, my parents' house. You just going? You're not going to Sarah's at all? Like, do no. you do you do the family swap? There's thing? no way because her family is like, like Thanksgiving is like, this is hollowed ground for the Brown family, and Thanksgiving for the Laverty family is like you don't fuck with this, because <laughs> you know. So I, it's whatever. I mean, Sarah might come down Saturday, mm-hmm. but I'll go to I'll go to my parents and then. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure my family will get really drunk and then we'll argue about politics. And your Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving traditions interest me because, like, I went to Wendy's grandparents' Thanksgiving one year. That was cool. They um, because they live up in Kilmarnock, mm-hmm. it's like the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and they have a decent sized plot of land. It's like right on the water, right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they have like a sailboat and a rowboat and stuff. But they uh, they. <laughs> We played frisbee golf, yeah, which is super fun. Frisbee golf rocks, yeah. But frisbee I never golf played it. and like drinking beer and playing frisbee golf is really fun. Like <laughs> I really like it. So I had like a, they had a you know oyster roast and then fish frisbee golf and then we had actual Thanksgiving and just hanging out and it was cool and we played games. That's fun. But like my Thanksgiving is just I go home. It's my nuclear family and we you know just cook all morning and watch the Thanksgiving Day parade and then we eat at three p.m. and then. I mean that's what I I've never really had a consistent one like you know because when you when you I would switch every year and then my parents and then like some years it would be this big big massive Thanksgiving and other years I'd end up at Ruby Tuesday <laughs> like it was just like you know uh-huh. I mean it was and they're all funny like but this year because my grandparents live in Charlottesville now we've had like everyone kind of compiles from all all of, like my stepmom's family they all come together it's really cool. It makes it a lot easier because it used to be like, dude, I was celebrating Thanksgiving every weekend of November. And then after that, I celebrated Christmas every weekend after that. Oh. And it was like, it was to the point where like me and my dad were just like, dude, we, this is too much. We need to like, just get everyone under one roof. And you consolidate. You get one hour, tell everyone how thankful you are. Exchange gifts too. Let's just knock out Christmas and Thanksgiving. <laughs> and you know what? Let's do Easter too. Just please for the love of God. And the best part is my birthday is like right in the middle between those two holidays. So it's just kind of like, oh yeah. Um, this is a great story my, because my birthday is the 14th of December and so I had my first Christmas 11 days after I was born mm-hmm. so I, my mom tells me a story about like my dad just went all out on my first Christmas and I had like the red flyer wagon and all this stuff that like a 11 day year old baby cannot possibly use until like two years later yeah but then you used it yeah so he's investing in your future. I think there's a baby photo of me sitting in that, like a Sears, like Not nicely really. photo of me. Was your dad dragged the radio flyer? <laughs> That's what I like the picture. Maybe, maybe they had one on standby. They just pulled one off the shelf. Like, guy unbox this. This, this. this father's going crazy. He needs this red radio flyer. I'm sitting here recording a video game podcast, and when my dad was 23, he was having me. So, you know, you motherfucker. No one invited you. No one invited you. We're back. What are we talking about? Come on Thanksgiving. About? Yeah. Don't be get distracted by the grown man. Pay no attention to the man. I tried putting a blanket over him, but it um, didn't work. Well, let's talk about. <laughs> God damn it! Don't eat your ginger snaps in silence. Wait, so there's now this visual in my head of Tim. Let me let me let me, let me paint an audio story here. 
He walks in, he picks up the ginger snaps, and then walks back to his room, which means the only possible scenario is he's laying in bed, eating cookies by himself. I'm gonna record my own podcast. He just, the audio of him chewing on the cookies. And then going, mmm. <laughs> Alright, so Thanksgiving, that's my, that's, whatever. Thanksgiving, I don't know, we don't have any traditions. You don't have any traditions? We have Christmas traditions. Yeah? What are your Christmas traditions? Let's skip a holiday. Let's my, go. My dad, my brother, and I... Beat the shit sounds, out of each other. Uh, well, there's that. That happens later in the night. We... <laughs> we, um... Get out of here! We... Strip down to our boxers. Wait, is this real? This is a real thing that we do, because we live in a cul-de-sac. Okay. We put Santa hats on... And we sprint from our mailbox to the sign that denotes our street. Because my dad's convinced that he'll never be slower. I mean, fat, slower than any of us. How old is your dad? Like 40-something? 46, 47. That's an interesting tradition. And it's freezing cold usually. And it's entirely cutthroat. <laughs> it's so competitive and it is like the... It'll ruin Christmases. How long is this run? It's, it's been like a, few a block. Years. I mean, it's not that long. It's probably it's probably a <clears throat> hundred meters, really over hundred meters, like there and back total. So that's that's a contentious topic because sometimes it's there and back, sometimes it's just there, sometimes it's just to the uh, the other neighbor's mailbox. It's really dumb, and usually it's barefoot, so I usually step on something. Uh huh. Because um, my dad and Riley are really quick out of the rally. My brother are very fat, and it's gotten bigger because Parker and Tyler contribute now. But they're just, they're slow. I'm right. Saying. But actually, Tyler's probably going to be fast this year because he's in high school. Um, and, you know, it's uh, that's a tradition. I guess it's a tradition. We've been doing it. It was a dumb idea. But I think that Riley and I have always been so competitive with each other. And then my dad is always so competitive. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's probably that's our champ. biggest tradition. I don't know what other traditions are. Your tradition sounds way cooler than our traditions. Well, I mean, we do like you know, like dumb things too, like sticky things. That's probably the one that I'm like the most cool with. You got trained for, you got prepped for. Is no, that why? It, is that why you stole your medal? Your, your marathon medal? I don't know if you actually. I mean, I, <laughs> it's like I'll give this back to you when you, you prove can, when you prove you can do something. <laughs> Twenty six miles. What the fuck? And uh, yeah, so that was that's ours. What, what's yours? It's. This is how Christmas Eve goes. Um, Here's the one present thing. Oh, sometimes we do that. One year, I I, I opened Su- uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, so I was just playing that the entire night, and that was great. That's fucking sweet. Yeah. Yeah. One year, Riley and I got Animal Crossing like at one of the week before Christmases that we had. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, I'm not lying. It was my dad would be like, "You guys just celebrate fucking Hanukkah because you're just <laughs> you're ruining Christmas for me." You have divorced parents, and then you have uh, grandparents with each new sect and then within those you have like their family friends and like god uh, yeah i mean it was <clears throat> we had so so i was so blessed to have so much christmas it's, it's just so but much holiday cheer man some years it was just like i just want to do nothing uh-huh yeah so some when i was younger i would do the open one present now mm-hmm. i'm just like i can wait 12 hours i'm good like i think my brother still wakes up the earliest like it used to be me waking up at 5 a.m. Like, no alarm set. Just, like, body says, wake up. It's Christmas. Mm-hmm. You've got to mm-hmm. go look at your shit. Um, but now that's my brother, and I wait until, like, 8 to get up after we've been out since, like, I don't know, 
get home at 11. But Wait, you go out on Christmas Eve? We go to church. Uh, we do that sometimes. I hate church. Well, tell me how you really feel. Like, uh, sorry, and I'm a creaster, which is what my uh, oh, your friends... Oh, Christmas Easter? Yeah, my friends <clears throat> who work at churches call me. But, you know, I'm... I just, you know, I go, I like, I, I, I was... You tolerate it? I was kind last year. Like, I went for my mom because my mom... Okay, could, yeah, and you should do that more often. It's just... Not go, I mean, you don't have to church, but I'm saying, like, do, no, stuff, I, do no. stuff for your mom. No, I agree. It's just... That's your gift to her. Going to church. And going and, and being excited to be there. Yeah. So, well, so we'll... So this is a Christmas tradition. Christmas Eve, my dad always watches National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's We do that, too. Every Christmas Eve. Um, I'm so sick of that movie. I love that movie, I, dude. I love it more and more every year. I can't. You're, you're going to be the perfect dad. You're going to be the perfect. You're, you're our dad's kind of dad. <laughs> That's the kind of dad you're going to be. Right. Um, and then we go out to dinner somewhere. Made right. reservations. Yeah, a nice restaurant. So That's like fun. McCormick and Schmidt's. It's like that chain. It's like the kind of ritzier. Whatever, man. That's um, cool. That's no, fun. no, I'm not. That's just giving you a. Showing you what my, kind of place. My parents to. throw a party Christmas Eve. Yeah. Well, I've gone to other families' Christmas Eves where they've done mm. that. Um, my friends who worked at a church after Christmas Eve service, they invite all their friends over to mm. their parents' house. <laughs> they invite people to their parents' house and use their parents' house. Um, well, this is when they were moving houses, so they were staying at the parents for a little while. So I think it was a collective effort. But it's uh, <laughs> really going to the weeds about this. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> and and then so we'll do that and then you know go to church and then come home after church go to bed do you say take me to church take no i say i say don't take me to church oh, okay whatever the reverse of that song is oh but no church in the wild by jay-z and kanye west yeah sure okay. and um, then you know get up and do the christmas thing but like we've gone back and forth so many times with both thanksgiving and christmas of like Having family over, not having family over, blah, 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 blah. Well, I think like, it's a pendulum, man. I think yeah. that's like the kind of thing where it's like you, you, you kind of do a few years of one and then your family's like, nope, this is fucking silly. We yeah. can't, I hate your aunt. And <laughs> that's really how it goes. It's like, I... nah, dude, families, you, you can't. It's this weird, you know, like it's funny because I, I sit and think because all our classes are like identifying community dynamics and like. When you're like doing a hiring, you're like, well, this is a, a moderator. This is what they do. This is what a, a lurker does. Like if you're developing a, a thing that needs to be a platform. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, so we, we think through this, like what the natural like sociology and, and like of, of how people use stuff. Everything about your family goes against that because it's like this force group that you yeah. have to see and you have to organize with. And I love it. I think it's the best thing that we do oh, as a species. So this was an old, an old tradition that we don't really do anymore. Um, my mom's side of the family, on Christmas Day, Christmas night, we went to my grandparents' house. Grandparents? Grandparents. Okay. You really, really stuck that grand. Grand. I mean, I, I think highly of well, my grandparents, too. You know, they're like rub it in. Dick. Grand. All right. Well, yes, you go to your grandparents. So on my mom's side, she has... Four or five siblings, and then they all have like three or four kids each oh at a minimum. So just stuff my grandparents' house with everyone on my mother's side. Mm-hmm. And then she buys this giant tree. Like, and when I say giant, I mean giant. Like, it's almost scraping the ceiling. Okay. That's like, awesome. If not scraping the ceiling. All right. And then everyone 
I think the the adults coordinated this, so like every adult is assigned a kid. That's how my from someone else's. Mm -hmm. But like the tree is just surrounded by gifts. Like the mm -hmm. gifts are spilling over. It's like going from the 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 stump of the tree and it's going like five feet out. And so mm -hmm. like gifts will just get lost because like oh we forgot another one. There's another one sitting here behind the tree. Oh okay. Oh no, we got five more gifts. Okay, everyone get back in the room. We gotta give out these gifts. And they make everyone watch. Yeah. That's the thing I never understood. I was like, why? Does, I don't need people to watch me. I feel weird. Like, stop looking at me. So that was a cool tradition. You guys passed it. Like, so on Christmas morning, you open one and then you have to wait for your turn. No, we. I don't know. We just kind of like collect all our stuff because my mom does the thing where it's like, oh, Santa came, so like she doesn't ha wrap half of them and like sets them out in this kind of like display. So it was like, oh, here's my stuff. And here's Santa's Perry's still real stuff. in my house. Oh, because of Parker, your little, your mm. brothers. And but like but well, Tyler doesn't he's in high school he's he's well past that <laughs> no man Santa's real I think, in high I think this might I think Parker might know this might be the that last year might have been the last year how old is he he's in fifth grade okay so I think that it's, it's if if it wasn't already happened it's it's soon I don't know when I stopped believing in Santa um uh, mine was probably around fourth or fifth grade but it's not like but it's never like this cut where it's like I stopped believing in Santa it's just like. Everyone tries less hard to hide <laughs> it from you. The crippling reality of our dark planet just seeps in as you get older. Is that what you're saying? Probably. It starts with Santa. Well, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so we, like, take turns. No, we we kind of just, like, collect all of our stuff together. And, you know. But yours is, it's a four-man operation. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how this <laughs> one goes. You got me, all my brothers, my dad, my stepmom. And then Extended usually relatives. my grandparents. Yeah. Usually Carrie's parents are there. So then you got that. Uh, Chelsea, Carrie's sister, my stepmom's sister. Occasionally. I mean, and then there's the dog. And then she gets presents too. Jeez. She gets like a bone. I mean, come on. Your parents have a dog? Yeah. Huh? yeah I've had a dog for her. Huh? We've had dogs all my life. What kind of dog? It's a Labradoodle named Bailey. You've never, I've never talked to you about my dog. No. I have a bog. A dog. I have a bog. Have you never seen Bailey? Oh, she's the best. She's hilarious because she, she's huge. And she's way more lab than Poodle. Uh -huh. So she's just this weird... She just looks like an old lady with a beard. <laughs> it's not like the Poodle didn't stick. It's like she's got short hair. And she's just lanky. Like she's built like, like me where she's just all limbs. Mm -hmm. And her back legs are bigger than her front legs. So she's just constantly like at a downward angle. Yeah. And she's awesome. Well, I don't, I don't talk to you about pets because then I bring up my cats. And you don't want to hear about my cats. I don't want. It's not that I don't want to hear about your cats. I just, I just really disrespect the fact that you have cats. I think it makes you a worse human being. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I would never. I mean, I just, I, I think I can like appreciate cats more. You just don't. I mean, I understand part of the reason is because you're super allergic to them, so you just don't want to be around that animal. It's just what I'm around. It's just my life's hell. Uh huh. So, you know, I've had cats all my life. When I had a cat growing up, yeah, I, because I think I was around him so much, that I got less allergic, you know. But it, you know now, you know, it was that cat specifically, like, because I would go to Evan's house and his cat would, I would just It'd die. I would itch, my throat itches and my eyes itch, and I didn't realize that until like years afterwards. And I'm like, that's why sleeping at his house, I would leave and take the longest shower of my life and feel so much better. But that could be for a million reasons. Right. That sounded so bad. Ah. <laughs> oh. Anyways, let's talk about video games. Okay. What have you been playing, Dylan? Uh, Fallout. Been playing more Fallout. You been playing anything besides Fallout? Been playing this app on my phone called Circle. Do you know Circle? 
Mm-mm. You know, just you need something. You need a distraction on your phone. At certain day points in your day. You just, yeah. You just need to. I mean, I think Reddit is that for me. Distract but... you. <clears throat> but I'm like something that's engaging enough that it's just like like small synapses firing in the brain, but it's not like I have to concentrate. Or you like pooping. Uh, usually it's just Reddit. No. I mean, the problem is that if I play a game, I'm gonna want to get really, really good at that game. So like, I got that you must build a boat game, mm-hmm. and I, I I wasn't playing it like in like small bursts. I was playing it like I'm playing to play three hours of you must build a boat because I have that kind of personality. That's a problem. Did you ever play the game dev simulator? Yeah. 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 I played a lot of that. I got really into that. Yes. I got really into the race car version of that one too. Uh-huh. I played a lot of Tiny Tower when I first came out. Oh, God, dude. Me, Tim, and Sarah were, like, way into Tiny Tower, and it was a problem. <clears throat> but Yeah, so I've been playing this game called Circle, mm-hmm. and it is the most simplistic game. It's just a it's a it's a hoop. Hoop. It's a hoop. There it is. The hoop god. Oh, God. <laughs> on a line, and you tap to start, and it bounces, and it just has physics, and you have to make it not touch the line, and then the line Ooh. moves up and down, so you have to... Time you jump so like it'll go up the hill and then fall back down with the hill. But like it has natural physics to it, so like it increases velocity the longer you let it fall. Mm-hmm. So like if you time if you take too long to time it again, it just so like slams into the, the line. Same like thrill that you got by playing um the bird game with the hills. Yeah, Flappy Bird. No, 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 not Flappy Bird. The one that got big where you're, you're... Angry Birds. No, it's another bird. Where you, you're the little circle bird, and you're going through the hills, and like when you tap down, he, he accelerates down. It was huge for a while. I don't know. God damn it. That, that's, I mean, that's basically Jetpack Joyride when you use the jet ski. No. Yes. Yes. It is like that, but it's not that. It's going to bother me, so I'm going to look it up. Okay. But, the, okay, keep talking. But yeah, so like... I'm really bad with phone games because, like, unless it's like a strategic game like that, like I could, I used to be able to get into them, but like, there are a lot of games I just can't get into. And granted, I've never played like the big ones. I've never played Candy Crush or what's the other one? Not not Boom. Tiny Wings. Tiny Wings. Okay. Uh, not Boom Beach. What's the, what's the other one? Clash of Clans, Game of War. Yeah. All those games. Those. I've never I've never even touched them. But I just need something to just look at. And, and, and use and distract me for like five minutes and it, it does the job and then I'm, no, sure, sounds cool. I'm sure I'll get sick of that but like it's a great case study in microtransactions really because well so it's so it's free but it's, it's ad subsidized and they can pay for a non-ad subsidized version and then so it's all cosmetic microtransactions so you have the ring and then after you do so many challenges there are like challenges in the same way that there are challenges in jetpack joy right it's like okay now you need to collect 10 diamonds in one run and so there are diamonds that you pass by mm-hmm. and the diamond either does one or two things you either either increases your the amount of diamonds you have or it just breaks and then you don't get the diamond but diamonds are forever now these diamonds aren't well that's fucking bullshit these are fake diamonds i don't i don't want to play anymore <laughs> So, so a challenge might be like collect these diamonds or break five diamonds in a single run. So, like if you hit it and it goes into your inventory, that doesn't mm-hmm. count towards the challenge. And mm-hmm. so, and then the diamonds that you collect are just for buying new oh. versions of the rings. But you don't know what the ring looks like until you unlock it. So there's just like a huge grid of like, okay, here. Oh, it's like Kirby Air Ride. 
I never played that one. What? You never played Kirby Air Ride? Is that the GameCube one? You have a GameCube you don't have? Go buy Kirby Air Ride. Uh, it's for like 10 cents. Tencent published it? Yeah, Tencent published it. It's a really good microtransaction game. It's big in Asia. <laughs> Kirby Online. But yeah, so there's just a huge grid of all of the rings that you can buy, but they don't show you what they look like until you buy them. And so it's like, here are the 25 diamond ones, and then here are the 250 diamond ones. Oh, and those are like the big... And then how much is it? What's the diamond to dollar conversion rate? I don't know. I think you can get like 20 diamonds for like... What a ripoff! I don't know what it is. I can look it up right now, but I don't need to actually know. Well, I'm fine. Well, oh, here we go. I'm doing research. Down. Jesus, catch app, hip hop. Oh, what's it called? What hip hop? The game? Hip hop. The game it was advertising? Hip hop. I don't remember. Twenty-five uh, diamonds for a dollar. Four hundred. Four hundred for a dollar? Yeah, because you can get twenty just by watching an ad. So they're saying an ad is worth five cents of my time. Yep. Did I do that math right? Sure. I don't know. I think so. If I get 5,000 diamonds for $7. So an ad takes a minute. Five cents a minute. I don't think these ad rolls are a minute long. I think they're like... 30 seconds? So yeah. 10 cents a minute? You can skip them. You can watch it and then the skip button will come in halfway through and you just hit that. Yeah, but what is that? That's a stupid model. Who thought that's good? Like, who's, who's paying for this? This is stupid. No, I'm not. But, like, the challenges are good because, like, it distracts you from the base game because the base game is, like, you know, that's simple enough that that can get old after a while. But, like, then It you... is cool, though. It's just flabby. It's just, it's just it is. remade it's, Flabby Bird. Yeah. But I like the style. I like the way no, it looks. No, I like the way it looks a lot. But, cool. like, it's just perfect case study microtransactions and free-to-play. It's just, like, like they just laid it all out. Like, this is, this is I'm so curious how much money this thing makes because I bet it's a decent amount. Enough to live off of. Yeah. You been playing anything? Fallout. Alright, you want to talk about Fallout? Let's talk about Fallout. Alright. Uh, what level are you? 27, 28, 29? So I got to 21. Okay. Just from building? No, I did the railroad quest. Oh. I've done a couple of them. I'm not like that far into it. Have so you, you finished that whole thing? Well, so so you've gone to their real base, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you did the one with Deacon where you go to the... That's the only one I've done so far. What's the name of the donut place? It's like something Joe's. Ah, Slug, Slookum Joe's. Slug <laughs> That's a clever title. Mm-hmm. Um, they really... It's good. Uh, and I like that whole area. It was fun. Yeah. I like the name of it. Swishboard. Yeah, that was cool. The whole, the whole setup of that was nice. I liked it. It was more in what I want Fallout to be. There's... So, basically, everyone in... The railroad HQ can give you a quest, kind of like the same thing with the Brotherhood of Steel. Okay, well, I haven't even done any of the Brotherhood yeah. of Steel stuff, so. Yeah. So I don't know if the railroad stuff culminates to something. I'm on like a um, certain amount of the chain, like I did like the first round of the base stuff, and now I was sent somewhere to clear out a place of synths, and I went to. Do you have you gone to University Point yet? So there's so many fucking colleges in Boston, yeah. in the Boston area. Yeah. This isn't in Boston proper. This is like farther down mm-hmm. the coast. And I forget. I think Massachusetts Bay University is at a real college because that's what they were called. Um, I don't know what... It's probably based off of a real college. Well, you have like Northeastern. You have MIT. You have Harvard. Yeah. Well, MIT in the game is called CIT. No, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe they're all based off of real colleges. But this one was cool. It was, it was like a really small, it was like obviously a small private college. Mm-hmm. And you go in there. Well, I don't want to, wait, no, 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 no. No, 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 I'm just okay, saying, okay, okay. I'm just saying, but like, like the story you were telling me about 
the manager of the grocery store, the hardware store, and his employee having this email battle. Oh, yeah, I like that one. The same thing happens here, where it's the dean and a professor having this kind of, you know, fight. Really? And there's a credit union in the campus that you can break into if you are if you have the master lockpicking or not. And apparently, like, the professor stashed all of his money in there, stashed something mm-hmm. valuable in there, so you can go in there and take it. I hate when I can't open stuff. Yeah, I've maxed out curious. hacking. I'm maxed, really. I'm, it's all maxed out. Mm. Except for the, because the max lockpicking is that your bobby pin won't break. I haven't, cool. got, I haven't gotten that one. Cause he, but you, you don't to, need that, though. Like, what? No, but it's... I have, like, 100 bobby pins. I do. I do, too. So, have you done Valentine's, like, companion quest stuff? How do you get that? You just keep doing good stuff? And yeah. Then, yeah. What's his perk that he gives you? Ah, shit. Ah. Uh, I saw that I got it, and I don't know what it was. Someone's perk is you get an automatic 20% boost to headshots and vats, and I want that one. I don't know if that's what it is. Like a 20% accuracy or 20% crit chance? Accuracy, I think. Yeah, it made it like really easy to get hit. I don't know, that might be wrong. I found Boone's hat. Nuh uh. Uh-huh. It's I, not it's not red. It's black, uh, but it's the military beret. I have the newsboy cap on. I found a postal postman's uniform. Mm-hmm. And, so, and it that. comes with the sash and really? the in the US mailbag. I was like, nah, I can't wear that. So Why not? This is not for any protection. So I'm stealthy though, so like I'm I stealth everywhere. Like I never get hit. I'm also playing on very easy. What? Because <laughs> the difficulty scale in those games is always fucked on the bethesda games it's always fucked. oh i made it harder no i upped it because you get better drops yeah but than... but like everything is such a damage sponge in those games like i don't like playing games like that i'm not having that i can one shot most things when i'm stealth huh i mean i can't too yeah but you're on very easy yeah whatever i upgraded my laser musket to have four like i can crank four times now and it's like unstoppable. I hate that gun. I got rid I of that, love gun. that gun. No, I hate that gun. You don't like anything that's bolt action though. Yeah. It's just the bolt action laser. Yeah. yeah. I got I got righteous authority. I got the deliverer. I don't know where my righteous authority went. <laughs> Did you sell it? I maybe, maybe I broke it down. I can't find my vault suit. I can't find like I'm just like unorganized. So I'm kinda of bummed about that. But I might just pull the console up and give myself the righteous authority again. So watch out, because that apparently messes up your saves. Or it can has the opportunity to. Why is that? Because like they didn't the game wasn't bug tested for the console. Oh, I've used it a few times. And it's, it's oh, really? Well, I because well, dog meat just fucking runs away, and I'm like, well, where's dog meat? Spawn I need dog meat. Yeah, so I just kind of I'm spawning me because I gotta give him stuff. That's right. Like it. He's like PRD one three three two or something. Oh, ID. oh, that's his yeah. item ID. I don't know if that's actually right, but. I thought like he turned into like a robo dog, <laughs> like in New Vegas when you get the. The Robo Dog from the Elvis and, and I do remember the Robo Dog, Robo Dog. But yeah, I've uh, built out my settlements. I have a bar I built. I have one store. So I took so right so in Sanctuary, you know, you have the 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 garage basically where your workshop default stuff is at, mm-hmm. and then right now you have right next to it you have that ruined house and you wipe the whole thing. I wiped the whole thing and I put a scrapper table there or a scrounger's table and I put a single shop stall there. There's nothing else on that plot of land. I like the shop because I can have the ammo. That's why I usually end up buying. But now I have too much ammo that like it's not a problem. Really? Yeah. I buy ammo. That's all I buy though. It's 308 ammo. I don't really have enough money. Cause I bought the uh, the Tinker Tom's rifle. They had a mu- uh, you know the guy that works in the railroad the the oh the crazy dude. So his rifle gives you an aim chance if you're not in combat, so it's perfect for stealth. So and you then- so you have done more of those missions. Because I haven't done any missions for him yet. No, uh, it's just I bartered with him. 
He just sells it. Oh. The last thing I did was the Deacon thing. Okay. And then I'm supposed to go pick up a dead drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm at. So that's like a course of... And those <clears throat> those missions are cool. And then... But yeah, I'm really... It's The game's really dense. Like, have you noticed that? Like, it's very... Like, you're in the middle of the city, and I feel like there's a bunch... Like, I feel like there's more you can do in this certain small area than you've ever been able to do in yeah. the game. And I'm excited for, like, when I can just plop down a random point. And you won't really need to do this since there's fast travel in it, but, like, I'm excited for the point where I can map out that part of Boston in my head. Where it's like, oh, I know, right, you I know, know exactly where to go. And I feel like there's a bunch of places in Boston downtown that I really want to go to that I just haven't been around. I thought you meant Boston in real life, because we're going to... PAX! That's true, we're going to PAX. That'll be fun. Go to PAX East. Yeah, figure out that whole thing. Figure that whole thing out. But no, 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 I've been to Boston before. I don't need, I don't need that. <laughs> I'm good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm liking it more and more. I, I just got a sword. Do you do those Valentine detective quests? No. Where like you go pick up the, the files in his office? Mm-hmm. Oh, when one gives you a sword that causes radiation damage, and it's pretty cool. Is it like a Chinese officer's sword? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I picked up one of those in the world, in that in the National Guard building, that feral that legendary ghoul that was in there. Oh, dropped he didn't that. drop that for me. Yes. Gave, every legendary thing just like here's a cool elbow pad. I'm like great. I don't wear <laughs> elbow pads, so that sucks. Uh huh. I might install the mod that lets you put those things over any armor. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't see why you wouldn't be why you're not able to do that. I mean, for some things it makes sense, but like when I'm wearing the jeans and a jacket, I'm like, why can't I just put the elbow pad on over the jacket? Like, yeah, that doesn't make much sense. But you can put it, you can put it over your vault armor. Yeah, which makes me bummed out that I didn't. Have you found any vaults? Not since the first one, or not? I have not vault eighty one. Vault eighty one. That's the one that's like they mark on your map because everyone talks about it. Oh, I haven't heard anyone talk about vault eighty one. Really? I've been to vault one fourteen. I've been to that. That's part of the main story quest. That's mm-hmm. what you do with the Nick. That's how you find. That's where you find Nick. Oh, that's, yeah, I guess that was a vault. Yeah, that's 114. And that whole thing was weird, like all the mobsters. I didn't understand the sequence at all. Like, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I just knew that he was being held up, I guess, but it was not well. Yeah. I'm glad you saying you're confused makes it make more sense why. I was like, what am I doing here? He was, he was investigating a kidnapping. That wasn't really a kidnapping. It was just a girl went with this guy, but the guy was like, well, that was before they really explained what good neighbor is. I, don't, I still don't know what good neighbor is. It's, it's a neighborhood. But, like, they were in some way associated with Good Neighbor, and there were these mobsters. But, like, when you go in the Good Neighbor, all the guards in Good Neighbor are either ghouls or humans that carry around Tommy guns and hold and have three-piece suits. And They're all doors. Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Boston Italians. Battalions. Battalions. Steel battalions. But I'm trying to think of, like, anything that, like... Again, I the music in that game just it over and over just keeps coming around at like the right exact time, and I'm like I adore this. It's it's really good. Like I don't even play the radio because I like their music more. I was gonna ask you if you did because I used to play the radio all the time in three. So did I. I don't do that at all now, which is a shame because I really like like that's the only time I listen to like old big band stuff is in Fallout games. Well, I mean it's not. I don't. I think that they they've made a game. I think that Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas was just dry, and that music helped liven it up a little bit, but, and 3 Dog was cool, and I don't, I'm not as crazy about the new DJ guy. Yeah, everyone was saying, but I haven't listened to it, so I don't know. He's like neurotic. Oh, really? It's kind of funny, but it's also kind of like, you're like, crawling around, and you hear him go, what? And he's like, freaking out, and you're like, oh, alright, guy, come on, man. I like Mr. New Vegas. 
in yeah, Mount New Vegas Mr. School. Well, Mr. New Vegas is um I forget his name. He's some famous personality. Yeah, he was cool. He's just a good radio voice, though. and he's just like super wholesome and like mm-hmm. someone special in my life. It's you. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, so you don't meet Mr. New Vegas. Do you know why? Just because he's a robot. Yeah, he's an AI. Yeah, I figured these stories are predictable. And this is President John Henry Eden. Are you liking Fallout Four or Fallout New Vegas more? Because you put enough time into it now that you can probably start. Um, I mean, it, that's a weird comparison. I don't really like one over the other. Okay. I mean, I don't think these games are ever good with their final confrontations. And granted, I haven't gotten anywhere near People that. People say the culmination of this one's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, the Hoover Dam battle was cool. Oh, it was so, like, such like a... It was so lame. It but was, it was just like, you just see all the robots kind of just, like, running around And the engine and, can't support it. What was I did like the Fallout Three one though with the yeah. giant robot that was actually like like shit's going down Liberty Prime Liberty Prime uh, I've gotten a decent part through the the main story How, have you touched that at all it, It's pretty cool There are some sequences that are just are really cool um, I feel like isn't the main story like make you do faction control stuff or like I think so yeah I don't know if I want to get into that before yeah. I like get in battle with all the factions but apparently one of the factions is the institute yeah I figured it was so well, I figured they're gonna let like, no, just out with them uh, I thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna be the eternal enemy no so but uh, but if it comes down to those three factions depending on how the institute shakes brotherhood up steel fa- railroad brotherhood steel institute what about I don't think Diamond City's kind of a key player. Um, okay. Have you done the Piper's new story quest? Mm-mm. So mm-hmm. she has to become your companion to do those quests, right? I don't know. I haven't done them either. Okay. Because, like, I'll go up to talk to you. It's like, talk to Piper. Talk to Piper. She's like, all right, you ready to get started? And then it's like, become my companion. It's like, mm. do I have to? Do, I'm do I have to hang out with you? You suck. Kristen Ritter. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I really, I mean, I told you the Deacon story. That was probably the funniest thing. It's just when he ran through the minefield. Yeah. That was so stupid. What else happened? Something else happened yesterday. Fuck. Oh, it was so funny. It was so stupid. Shit. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I have, I have a story. So there's there's a, apparently a UFO in the game, um, which can randomly spawn. Mm-hmm. And then your companion reacts to it. So I don't know if this was a UFO or it was a bird bird because I didn't see it. I was in like a heavily wooded area and I was doing the distress signal missions for the Brotherhood of Steel and I just hear this noise and hear this kind of like force going through the air and then like maybe like a crashing and Nick just goes holy shit did you get the plate on that thing or did you get the numbers on that plate and you just see the thing go like fly away and like in the distance he's like I I love Nick he's so he's such a fucking he's like hey don't do that like come on man (laughs) Yeah, ammo. I can't break into anything, can't steal anything. He's just kind of a sour puss. He's funny though. It's a it's a weird voice to have in the Fallout universe too, because usually it's 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 not that. Like he's wiser, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And he's he's always talking to you from a position of authority. Does he ever have you gotten any more of his backstory from him? I keep trying to. I keep being like, hey, what's your thoughts? And he's like, well, it could go one way, it could go the other way. I don't really trust you yet. Well, he talks to you. Like, he's oh, like, hey, you know, like, do you have a minute? 
and, and and sometimes it'd be very inconvenient like you're in the middle of a mission it's not like a fighting mission but like you'll be walking with someone and he's just like hey i need to talk to you it's like nick we're in the middle of a, an abandoned building can we can we please There's wait like 20 super mutants over there mm. Mm. but yeah i'm excited i think that this i'll be like think that this week I'm gonna be able to like fucking just dig into Fallout, and I've already like done, I mean I, I just I've like done I've mo- leveled up mostly from crafting like it's yeah I just want to get to level twenty five so I can get the next gun nut rank yeah I have all three and I can't get rank four until level thirty nine or something it's up there yeah and then um the but I I, I finally got a silenced rifle so that's kind of like change my whole game yeah that's why i want the last gun nut perk because i want to put a silencer on my sniper rifle well you or you could just buy that tinker tom one because it has a suppressor on a hunting rifle and you can just make a hunting rifle a sniper and rifle. put the scope on it and just give it a 50 cal receiver yeah that's i like that i like that that you can change ammo types mm-hmm. so you're not all pulling from the same resource well but yeah if you want a rifle with a silencer though that's that's what i did well i have like i have an assault rifle with a Reflex scope on it. I have a combat rifle with reflex scope. So what scope do the reflex it. scopes do? They just track enemies. They don't do anything. It's just a better scope. Oh no, no I'm thinking of the recon scopes. The recon scopes track enemies. Yes, they mm-hmm. like highlight them mm-hmm. or something. I'll probably get one of those. I have it on my laser musket. Is it good? Mm-hmm. You, I don't like that when you use those scopes though. That your guys, the breath comes into play. Oh, when you hold it down. Mm-hmm. I hate that mechanic. I hate that mechanic in every game. No, I like that mechanic, and I like that it drains from. I hate when that mechanic, when you don't know how much time you have. No, I agree with that, but I, I just think that, I don't know. And I gotta, like, line it up. I hate pressing the stick in to do something. I don't know. Maybe I'm just lazy. I'm a bitch. I like that that pulls from AP. I do. I like I like how they, they made a, they made sprinting, like, over and over. I catch myself, like, kicking myself because I sprinted into something, and then I don't have any AP. So, are there... I play only in Vaso pretty much right now. Oh, really? Cause I can, I can walk into a room and I can just do headshot, 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 and I get stealth critical, stealth critical, stealth critical. Oh. I like that. If I had better accuracy with the head, because I always shoot the leg, especially when it's ghouls rushing oh, me. Yeah, I'm just true. like, shoot out the leg, Ooh, shoot right, out the right. leg, shoot out the leg. I should start doing that. It's good. It's good. Can you silence lasers? No. That sucks. All the muzzles on those are like, there's like a beam focuser. This no, is... I have a beam focuser on my laser musket. Yeah. I have that on Righteous Authority. I kind of want to make one that's a laser shotgun. It's just blast. Mm-hmm. I don't know what these synths are using. Like, well, no, I know what they're using, but like their spread is so crazy. Like their mm-hmm. institute pistols, it's just like shooting. It's got like a probably mm-hmm. like a twenty foot berth. Berth. <laughs> that's a weird word for like. Ex- ex- yeah. <laughs> I gave it twenty for twenty feet berth. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's my. I mean, that's my fault. I think I'll, the next week I'll have a lot more about Fallout, and maybe I want to get back into The Witcher Three. I want to get back. Uh, I want to beat Mad Max. Mad Max. I don't even know. I played Battlefront. Yeah, how was Battlefront? Eh, it's okay. It's okay. There's not a lot to say about it. It's, it's not. It's kind of just. It it just feels a mile wide and an inch deep. Like it's just. It looks really good, but there's not a lot there. Did you play a lot of old Battlefront? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So did I. Battlefront one too. It doesn't. It doesn't rank. Really? No, it's not. It's not. It's not any worth. I would not get it. Well, despite the, f- like. It's gorgeous. But I also feel like it would play better. Like despite the fact that I spent so much time with the old Battlefront games, like they didn't play, all that great. 
No, and this one does play better. But it doesn't play. It's not the same though. Like it's not. It's different locomotive. It's a different type of game. <laughs> you know, it's not. Do you like battlefield games? I do. But it doesn't even feel like a battlefield game. It feels like this weird, like Dice was afraid to hurt the Battlefront fans' feelings, so they kind of reined their style in. Hmm. But it's not enough Battlefront to feel like Battlefront, so it's this weird in between. That's kind of sneaky. I don't know. I'm really excited for Just Cause. When's that come out? In December, I think. I don't know when that comes out. I'm not gonna have time to play it until Christmas time. Christmas time is here. Well, Dylan, you got anything else? Um, should I get Wii U? Mm-hmm. And bring it over. Yes. And we can play Smash and Mario Maker. I mean, Smash, eight-player Smash could be fun. I have a bunch of Wii U's. I mean, Wii U's. I have a bunch of Wii, Wii remotes. remotes. Yeah. I mean, I think I think a Wii U would be a cool investment, but if it's between that and, like, getting a new graphics card, you might want a new graphics card. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. Mm. Or build a new rig. Because mm. five hundred dollars would go a long way. Oh, well, that would only be three. Yeah, but would you strap? I feel like if you're gonna invest, you might as well get the new processor too. Oh, I was talking about the Wii U stuff. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Well, yeah, but three hundred dollars would buy you a, I mean, it'd buy you a nicer graphics card than I have. <laughs> Choices. Big decisions, man. Choices. You can get Yokai Watch. I have the demo. I haven't played it yet. Really? What, yeah. So what is it? It's just it's Pokemon? Pokemon. Okay. I'll, there, I'll report when I play the demo. Is there any from? Because I haven't looked at it at all. Is there any distinguishing characteristics? The battle system is different. Is it not turn based? I don't know. Okay. Like I said, I'll, I'll give you more when I actually play it. Then. All right. So, all right. Last question. All right. Um, what are we doing for recording next week? We're going to record with a guest. I'm going to line one up. Okay. And then I guess we could record. But I mean, we can also record next Tuesday, too. I mean, I'm... That's true. Oh, well, we can record... Fuck. Because I'll probably be out of time. I can record Monday afternoon. And then... We don't need to do this right now, though. We'll, we'll have a podcast next week. Put you on the spot. No, it's not. Okay. Goodbye, Dylan. Bye.